Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Is the best of two pros and a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. It's two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app, except it's not Brady Quinn. It is what? just LeVar Arrington and I, Uh-oh. and we're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. And, of course, we do this show live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'll be honest with you. Right when I think I've seen the weirdest like montage or whatever you want to call it of movies that Birdo's had on inside the studio. This, this takes is, the case. This one is, uh, I don't know what the hell it is. This one is up there for certain. We got mummies and zombies on two different TVs and then MTV classic, which I think is repeating the same songs that was playing yesterday. Oh no. <laughs> is this a UB 40 at the same exact time? Oh yeah. So then everything's on repeat. Oh my god. Uh, so that is the uh, situation here uh, from the tirerack.com studios, but uh, we're going to have some fun. Yeah, we're going to have some fun here. So Kansas City Chiefs, huh? Yeah, listen, and just a, just a really heartwarming story what's happening in Kansas City. To like against all odds, you know, like to see what they've done. Because I don't know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you know everybody. Yeah, we know was, it's the AFC West, Berto. Well, but everybody was counting them out. You know, like everybody was saying it was over for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, if you think we're lying, just ask Travis Kelsey who had the mic yesterday at the parade. The haters were saying the Chiefs were done. If you knew the Chiefs were gonna win the division, let me hear you say, "Hell yeah!" Yeah, so apparently uh, the haters thought the Kansas City Chiefs were done. Like, that is what the haters thought. Now, I don't know if you were aware of that, but that is what the uh, the haters were, were saying, according to Travis I Kelsey. I mean, if I'm Travis Kelsey, I'd say the haters thought that they could stop me catching the ball in the center of the field every damn game, and they still haven't figured it out. They still have not figured out how to cover me. Because that's really what it is. Well, especially the first drive. Because Philly went down and scored, and Kansas Easily. City got the ball and just went right down the field yeah. again. But I'm you know? talking as a whole. Like, you've only seen literally maybe one or two teams that have been able to defense Travis Kelsey. It's mind-blowing to me. And I know you have to maintain the integrity of the defense, so it allows for Kelsey to run his routes and, and I mean, give credit to whoever is crafting 
the plays that get him to the same exact places on the field in different ways. And sometimes those different ways aren't him running different routes. It's the other guys out there running different routes. You know, he didn't have the most receiving yards in, in the Super Bowl. It was it was uh, Juju who had who led, I believe, in in, uh, in yards. So I, I just think that the success of what you, you are seeing, obviously Patrick Mahomes in any given situation is going to be the guy. I would be curious if Patrick Mahomes could be as good as Patrick Mahomes is without Travis Kelsey. I know he's done it without the Cheetah, but I just wonder if he would be any good. Like, if Travis Kelsey went down, how good would this team possibly be in terms of of where they are? How good would Travis or how good would Patrick Mahomes be if he didn't have Travis Kelsey? So to me, I mean, if you're looking at against the world, it literally is Travis Kelsey against the world. Now, a lot of people thought, including myself, a lot of I, I felt as though it would be a difficult year. It would be a much different team without the cheetah on the team. Like I just, I think everybody thought Tariq Hill leaving the team would possibly be something that 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 maybe put them, you know, a step back. But I mean, and and even going into the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes being, you know, still on the mend from from his injury. You know, I I just didn't see a team that I thought would win the Super Bowl come out of that Cincinnati Bengals game. Well, I mean, I, like I know Travis Kelsey was talking about, you know, sort of a them against the world and, and all the haters out there. But at least Patrick Mahomes was a little bit more realistic oh, okay. and understanding that they're always the favorite going into a lot of these seasons. Okay. Before we start this season, the AFC West said we were rebuilding. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what rebuilding means. <laughs> Well, he right. probably doesn't know what the word throat lozenge means Which, either. So let, me, let me make a correction <laughs> here. Kelsey did have the most receiving yards, which, again, it, it kind of proves my point anyway. Re- just, the, in the receiving department, Juju had the most yards. But who the, the tight hell had the most. thought Kansas City was rebuilding? I got news for you. When you pay your quarterback $400 million, you no longer allowed to rebuild. It's over. Like that, that is, that was the rebuild was to get to Patrick Mahomes and you're here and now you're a contender every single year. You're the chalk pick moving forward. And the idea, that's why before the season started, when everybody was pointing out, man, Tyreek Hill, what's this team going to look like? I think we even said it on this show. Look, give me the combination of Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey over Tyreek Hill and insert a quarterback of your choice, and I'll go with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. I'll I'll roll with that. And it played out this year. Like, that was – you saw guys like, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster who came in on a one-year deal and some of these other guys who all of a sudden were making plays and in Super Bowls – And putting out – Valentine's telegram. Yeah, you know, just really humble and and uh, and their approach to winning a Super Bowl and all that. I just I, I get the whole. Listen, there were some people that were like, "Well, what is it going to look like?" But there were no haters. There are no skeptics. Like that's over with. You can't play that card anymore. It's a done deal. You're in the middle of a dynasty. That whole that whole so, thing. So their speeches were contradicting then. So how does that work for guys? Mean? For guys to be so much on the same page, how how is Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey's conversations to the fans kind of contradicting? I mean, the haters didn't think we could do it, this, yeah. that, and the other. But then Patrick Mahomes is like, man, even in a even in a rebuilding year, we're not rebuilding. We're, yeah. we're the champs. Well, like, I, I um, think I think Mahomes is trying to take a, a shot at you know people. Say, oh, they were trying to tell us that we were rebuilding. Yeah, they were trying to tell them they were rebuilding. Sure, they were. Are they the favorites for next year? Yes, and they should be the favorite every single year moving forward. There's literally only one team that can beat them. Buffalo. No. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati's on. I don't know that Buffalo. Now here we go. Now Buffalo can start to grab on to the the they hate me uh, train. I don't know that Buffalo hasn't hit their ceiling. I would agree. I I think I might, I, their window of becoming a dominant team might have closed. They had a bit of a meltdown after that game 
the the game against Cincinnati was a bit of a meltdown. And they didn't have look, they they had a lot of crap go on this year and they had their travel issues, the DeMar Hamlin situation which you know, just continues to be a little bit more odd the way that whole thing has transpired. And you know. everybody had Buffalo as the team. Nobody, nobody was sitting there. And if you if you were, you're lying. You might have said Kansas City would be good this year. Most people had Buffalo as the team out of the AFC. especially after the first game. Remember what they did to the Rams? Like that was the defending Super Bowl champs at home, and Buffalo beat that ass. And then you didn't realize that. The Rams yeah, the, are just going to keep getting that ass beat the entire year. It's like, no, that was, that was a one-off. No, it wasn't. Yeah. That's going to be what the season looks like moving forward. Yeah, yeah that's kind of going to be what they are the rest of the way. I yeah. mean, I don't see them changing. Yeah, I, I, I'm – look, I'm a little bit – I'm with you. I'm a little Excuse bit skeptical me. as to what Buffalo is going to look like moving forward. I, I think they're still going to be in contention because there's way too much talent there and Josh Allen's in his prime. But the way he plays and all the other – it just – it feels like – there were opportunities with this team, with Buffalo over the past several years, they didn't cash in on, and that loss to Cincinnati may have been the beginning. Because, look, you saw the the way those players reacted afterwards. Stephon Diggs had a meltdown. meltdown. You just you saw, like, all of that transpire. But they were largely, like, ineffective in that Cincy game. Cincy's the team. Cincinnati's the only team yeah. that can go toe to toe. Like it's like Foreman versus Frazier. And I would say there's a clear divide between Cincy and Buffalo right now because that game wasn't close. That from the beginning, Cincy had KC. Like, like call of yeah. fate. No, and they play them well. Cincy had KC again, and, and 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 for what it's worth, I just don't. After looking at the way they dismantled uh, Philly's defense as good and as historically good as they were in getting to the quarterback. The coaching, bar none, is so amazing in Kansas City. That's also a great equalizer. So not only do you have the the best quarterback in the game and the best tight end in the game, you have the best coaching staff I mean, even on the defense side of the ball, Spagnola's his his defense found a way to eliminate the run, which was the strength of Philly. You eliminated the run, you forced it to be a passing game, and you got key critical stops and key critical moments of the game that allowed for your team to get ahead in the game. That's just that's hard. That's hard to beat. And I, I, I can only see Cincy right now being that team that can, you know, kind of unseat them. By the way, Andy Reid is approaching like 90 top, years old. Know all that. Oh. And, and top of the top of the food chain when it comes to all-time coaches. He's in the conversation now. He's in the conversation with Bill Parcells, who had two Super Bowls. But the one thing people always pointed to when it comes to Bill Parcells is, yeah, he went to two Super Bowls, but he also took New England to a Super Bowl. Man, Andy Reid had Philly in four straight NFC championship games. They were in four straight NFC title games and went to a Super Bowl and went to a Super Bowl with Terrell Owens compromise playing on one leg and Donovan McNabb throwing up on the field during the game. <laughs> so, like, and, and Freddie Against Mitchell. Against one of the greatest teams. Yes. You know, franchises in the game. So, Andy Reid's done this with multiple teams now, and he's been to several of them. Like, he's approaching all-time status when it comes to coaches in the history of the league. And he's figured it out. Because he couldn't get it done in Philly. As as good as he was, as dominant as his teams were, Jimmy Johnson's defenses, historical, historically good defenses, um, they just couldn't get it done. And and now you're seeing, I mean, defensively speaking, I don't think anything has, has resembled the type of teams he had when he was in Philly. No, not even close. And yet he's winning Super Bowls. So, I mean, Donovan McNabb was like leading the league in, in passing yards, you know, or passing touchdowns, whatever it was. Like, on the yearly, like, he was just bombing dudes. I mean, you had Terrell Owens. You had – Well, that's uh, before Terrell it, Owens got there. It, it, I I know because I had to deal with them mother suckers 
every single year. Westbrook, one of the one of the most even underrated before, backs. even before Westbrook. Like you're talking with Deuce Deuce Staley, with with Carl Pinkston, with uh, or Todd was it Todd Todd Pinkston with uh, Antonio Freeman when he was on uh, the team. Uh, like it's like you never heard of real receivers on their team, but they were balling. They were balling. They had big Trey. Um, was it Trey John? Not Trey Johnson. Trey Johnson played with me. What Trey Thomas? You had Trey Thomas. You had Runyon. Chad Lewis. Yeah, Chad Lewis at tight end. That they, I mean, their teams were. Man, you look at them. It's like their offensive line was stout and sturdy. But it's like receiving wise, like we should be able to take the receivers out of the game. You should be able to take Chad Lewis out of the game. We should be able to to make this in a box game and play them against the run. But Donovan McNabb and, and Andy Reid schemes always found a way to knife you up. They always found a way to run progressions and run run, you know, plays that worked. They always worked. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but but give Andy Reid a ton of credit because I do not think this was a team that was actually supposed to win the Super Bowl this year. And that might sound crazy now. They won the Super Bowl, da-da-da, everybody's lauding them, everybody's praising them. I do not think this was a year where you sit there and you say, Kansas City wins this Super Bowl. I just didn't think this was but that But wouldn't you year. say, though, uh, before we get to break, wouldn't you say that – they, you may have looked at them and said, I like so-and-so better. I like Buffalo better or Cincinnati or who knows if you like the Rams to repeat. Whatever the case may be, I liked all of these teams better. But Kansas City, every Still single, in the conversation. 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's, Still in the conversation. And that's all you can hope for because just get to the dance and then see how it plays out. Because okay. it is a one-off Going into this game. season, are they in the conversation or are you saying they should, they'll probably be the favorite to win it? They're in the conversation from now until 2033. And there you go. Yeah. And that's but, when Pat Mahomes comes up? Yeah. Well, that's when, uh, you know, who knows at his age whether or not he's still going to be rolling out there and playing. How many years is that? Ten years from now? Yeah, ten years. He might still be. How many years is he in? Five, uh, six? I came in 2017, so yeah, six years. 16-year career? Yeah. Yeah, he'll still be good. Yeah. We'll still be here in 10 years. Doing this show? Hell yeah. Waking up at this perfect hour? You kidding me on the West Coast? Get to the read, man. All right. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at OReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's OReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Chews and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting 
getting you down. It's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's HIMS.com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex chews are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You've seen the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Right now, we turn it over to the man himself, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. So... A.B., have you had a chance to sort of come up for air yet, knowing that the NFL season is behind us? And so now can you be a little bit more, you know, calm when you're going to make a muffin run for the kids? And now all of a sudden everything starts to come more clear. You start to see and talk to people you weren't able to talk to for the past six months. How are you feeling now? Well, I'm not sad that the season's over. I hate to admit that. But uh, I love football. But, yeah, it's definitely a um – it's a long, it's a long period of time to have your weekends gone and all that. So, uh, yeah, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not sitting here crushed that the NFL season's over. Yeah, it's mm. uh, it, it is a long grind of a season. Now, when it comes to timelines and how this all works, what are we looking at uh, at the Derek Carr situation? When do you expect that to be resolved and him to pick a destination? Yeah, I mean, I, I would think that like probably at some point before the combine, you know, and I. I think that would be playing to his edge now. His edge right now is that he's um, out there a month ahead of the rest of the free agents. And so, you know, if you're one of these teams and you're considering Jimmy Garoppolo or, you know, what happens with Ryan Tannehill or Baker Mayfield, um, you know, at this point you're still sort of guessing at, you know, what, what, what might happen, you know, in free agency and on the trade market. And you're really not going to have a great guess on that until the NFL converges on Indianapolis a week from Monday. And so what Derek Carr does, can do for you, is he can give you certainty right now where you can bring him in, sign him, and then start planning for the future. And so, you know, I think the advantage that Derek Carr has won't last forever. But for the next week and a half or so, the uncertainty with every other quarterback out there really does help Derek Carr. Uh, speaking of people that could be on the move, Eric Bieniemy just interviewed with the commando, I mean, commanders. Uh, uh, I'd be slipping up. I'd be, I'd be really wanting to say the real word, and we call it, say commanders on this show. But anyways, bro, uh, he just interviewed for, for offensive coordinator. Seemingly, he's trying to navigate the, the hoops and the moving goalposts to be able to get this elusive head coaching job it's come up recently the whole 1993 incidents first of all is 1993 not far enough away for someone to have a, yeah. a reprieve in their life and then secondly um what do you think is the the i guess the real foundational reasons as to why eric b is not really seriously being considered for a head role well, I think at first, LeVar, and this was like a few years ago, 
I think at first, like, the incidents were a problem, mm-hmm. you know, and, and remember what sort of time we were in, you know, and, oh, yeah. and what we'd seen in the league mm-hmm. and, like, all the stuff that had been going on. And so, like, I do think if you, like, rewind the clock to 2019-2020, um, I do think those things were a factor. I also think there was a question of, you know, like, how would he do as, in running an organization? You know, and so, because being a head coach is more than coaching. So there was that question out there. Um, you know, I think at this point, it's almost become the problem is the problem. You know what I mean? Like, where, like, I, I think for a lot of teams, it's like they look at it and say, well, why didn't this team or this team or this team hire him? What am I missing? You know? And then it's, if we hire him, like, like, you know, like, what is that? Like, how's that going to reflect on us? It's just, I just think, like, it's sort of become one of those things where the problem is a problem. And I think the shame of it is that the enemy didn't ask for any of this. You know what I mean? Like, so that's sort of where I'm at on it. You know, it's unfortunate. And I think, like, to me, like, going to Washington isn't so much about calling plays as it is about changing the narrative, you know? Like, calling plays, guys, is not, like, I mean, like, if you ask me, like, what Sean McVay, for example, strengths are, like, he's a really good play caller. Play calling is down the list. Like, as far as things that are important to make him the coach, that the head coach that he is. And so, yeah, I mean, if he goes to Washington, I'll get to show that he can kind of be the captain of the ship for half of the team and um, he can, you know, call an offense and all that. Like, I – but I, I think, like, the, the bigger thing here might be just changing the narrative, you know? And, um, you know, I think going somewhere else would give him the opportunity to do that. And, again, he shouldn't have to do that, but I think that would be probably part of the logic in doing something like this. Yeah, cause remember, Albert, the story on Matt Patricia, there was something that came up from his past. Remember he took over the Lions job and there was some incident yep. that popped up from his past, and it was like, oh, because that, that was right around the same timeline that a lot of this stuff was coming up with the enemy. Why is yeah. he getting opportunities? So it does seem a little bit like that. As well, yeah, too. well, that and you know what, what's what's interesting about that too, Jonas, is that, that owners think about these things, right? And what they're thinking is, and the, the Lions missed that one, but that's a, a really good example of like what an owner thinks about sometimes, right? Yeah, because it's like when you hire a head coach or you draft a quarterback, what's the first thing like the media in your city is going to do? They're going to start working on stories on the guy, and they're going to start digging into their past, and that's how that Matt Patricia thing came up. So, like, that's part of it, you know, like where, you know, the, if Eric Bieniemy was hired somewhere, the first thing that would happen in whatever city he goes to is you'd have reporters digging into what happened back in the 90s. So, um, you know, I, like, should he pass that, sure? Like, should he be, should it be at the point now where, I mean, are there other coaches who've, who've had, you know, skeletons in their closet who've gotten opportunities? Absolutely. Um, you know, but I, I, I think it'd be foolish not to think that that sort of thing could be a factor for an owner. Uh, get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. He's senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. So let me ask you, as far as the number one pick goes, because I've, I've heard you, and we've talked about it, that you believe the Bears are going to keep Justin Fields. There's not going to be uh, this you know, decision for them to move off from him and then draft Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, whoever they think is number one. Well, if that's the case... Who's most likely in your mind to trade with Chicago to get that number one pick to get the quarterback of their choice? I think in Indianapolis and Carolina, you have owners that are hyper-motivated to solve the quarterback question. And I think in Indianapolis, Carolina, you've got new head coaches that came in specifically to fix the quarterback position. So like those are the first two teams that I'm looking at. Because we've seen this before, where a team has struck out and swung and missed and all the rest of it at the quarterback position, and ownership gets involved, and now all of a sudden they are, like, really after it, you know? And we saw it with the Jets, for example, in 2018 when they traded up um, to get in position to take Sam Darnold. We saw it with Washington back in 2012 um, when they got really aggressive and moving up from 6-2. to two to get Robert Griffin the third, And so, like, I always look at that part of it, Jonas, like where, 
where is there an owner involved where, you know, there's going to be pressure on the football people to go and get a quarterback and where it's not going to be acceptable to be sitting there further down in the top 10 and the quarterbacks come off the board and it's like, oh, well, we'll try again next year. So, like, that, those are the teams that I would look at. And I think that in Indianapolis and Carolina, there's going to be pressure on the new coaches and the sitting general managers to get the quarterback position fixed. And they won't have the luxury of waiting until 2024 to do it. A.B., how much pressure was on Ursay to hire someone other than Jeff Saturday? I mean, it just seemingly looked yeah. as though he was, you know, buying time before he could announce Jeff Saturday. It goes in a different <laughs> direction. How much How much of the pressure or the outcry, the outpouring of please don't do it played a part in him not taking Jeff Saturday? Yeah, I mean, uh, LeVar, I think that it's a factor. You know, like I, I think that Ursay is somebody who hears his fan base, you know, and I – and I think, you know, like beyond just hearing his fan base, I think he heard it the people in his building too. And I, I give him credit for that. Like, you know, I, I, he had a very close relationship with Jeff Saturday. This was sort of an experiment that he had been, I would say, sort of ruminating on for a while. And, you know, I think the idea was when he made the move, like this guy's going to be way better than people think, and I'm going to be able to hire him full time. And so, like, then when it didn't work, it's, you know, like, I, I, I think there's a, a feeling like, well, I want I still want to give this a go. I still want to show that I'm right. And I, I think one of the reasons they set up the process the way they did, LeVar, is that they wanted to get as many good people in front of Jim Irsay as they possibly could to show him there are better options out there right now. There are other things that we can do. And... You know, I, whether that whether it happened by accident or not, I think they actually set up like a pretty good process to go through to do it. You know, starting with the Zoom interviews and then coming back and doing 12-hour in-person interviews where each guy got to spend four hours with the owner and you know did game management stuff and all this different stuff that they had them do. Like I, I, uh, I think they actually set up a pretty good process. Um, again, even if it was by accident to show Jim Irsay. There are other options out there, but Jeff Saturday. Um, you know, certainly, I think they didn't lack for effort in going and finding Shane Steichen. And I think a part of that, like you said, is is that there was an effort in the building to make sure that they got the best guy and and not just settle on Jeff Saturday. Mm. Albert Breer joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on Twitter at Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. We were talking about uh, Calvin Ridley applying for reinstatement, and look, you know, the gambling stuff aside. I've known degenerate gamblers. He's not a degenerate gambler. He placed a bunch of <laughs> fantasy bets, all right? It's not like he's got runners going from casino to casino making bets for him. He got popped, and now potentially he comes back after a year. But now you kind of look forward, and it was almost like this under-the-radar trade deadline deal that was made between Atlanta and Jacksonville. We were talking earlier, Albert. Yeah. Is there a chance that Jacksonville could run that division for the next several years? Yeah, because they have the quarterback. Yeah, you know, and the other three don't right now. You know, and and that, I, and look, I, I think that's going to change. I think, you know, like Houston's going to get somebody um, this off season. Indianapolis is going to get somebody this off season. We'll see if Tennessee sticks with Tannehill or not. Um, but I mean, they are by far the most stable team in the division when it comes to the quarterback position. And now it looks like they've got stability with a Super Bowl winning head coach, which they're the only team in the division with one of those, too. So, like, I think if you look at the, and, and look, there are other good coaches in the division. Like, I think Brable is a top 10, if not top five coach. Like, I, 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 I look at D'Amico Ryan's as somebody who's got a ton of potential, Shane Steichen, too. But, you know, you look at coach quarterback in tandem and you'd say they've got that in a better spot than any other team in the division does right now. And not only that, the same way Josh Allen turned Buffalo into a destination, the same way that Patrick Mahomes turned Kansas City into a destination, the same way I think Joe Burrow is turning Cincinnati into a destination, Trevor Lawrence has the chance to do that for Jacksonville, where Jacksonville becomes a place where players want to go. And so, I mean, I think that there's a really good chance that Jacksonville has the upper hand on everybody in that division for the foreseeable future. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, Tennessee is an established winner. So, 
you'd be foolish to discount them. And, you know, we'll see what happens with the new coaches in Houston and Indianapolis. But, yeah, I mean, I think Jacksonville, it's hard, it's hard to – it would hard to be. It would be hard to look at that division and say, if for the next two or three years at least, Jacksonville isn't the team that's the best set up. Ab, my last question for you is, the the referees, uh, the short yardage plays. There's there's uh, a lot that the NFL is going to have to review. Roger Goodell came out and said he was happy with the way the refs ref the games. He thought that there isn't a referees issue. Was that tongue in cheek or? Do they really need to kind of address some of those things? And then obviously the, the you know, which I don't think they're obviously not related, but in terms of competition committee com- coming together, um, I mean, how big of a deal is that that fourth down or that short yardage play of them being able to push the guys? I, personally, I know, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that fall on both sides see, of the debates. See, now I wish Brady was here because, right. <laughs> like, he was on the field for the Bush push, right? Yeah. Like, oh, so he remembers oh, the Bush push. Yeah. Oh, come yeah. on. Let's stop, Brad. That, that brings up hard feelings. Come but, on, no, 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 but, no. But, no, but am I, am I wrong? Like, that was – like, back then, that was an illegal play. 100%. Yep. 100%. Back then it was. Yeah. Like, back then it was. Like, so I don't – I mean, A, like, how did this become okay, right? Like, and B, if the league is telling us how important player safety is, right? And if the league is telling us that, um, you know, quarterback safety is even more important than player safety for the rest of them, right? How is it okay to, like, have plays where a quarterback is literally getting pushed through a pile of bodies? You know what I mean? Like, how does that make any sense at all? I, I just, that's one to me that, like, it's not an entertaining play. It sort of takes the competitiveness out of fourth and one, and it's not good for quarterback health and the, the, the health of the quarterback, right? So, like, I, I do think that that's something that they do have to look at. I, you know, I, I like again, like I don't know where along the line. Maybe it was. I mean, it, was it illegal in college and legal in the NFL? I'm not even sure. It was never legal remember, when I was playing. It was never legal when I was. I playing. mean. Yeah, I mean, I do remember, like, in, I remember, like, the the whole thing with that Notre Dame-SC game was that what USC did was against the rules. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that's something they have to look at. And, you know, as for what, what Roger said, I mean, I almost feel like at that press conference, like, he came to this point where he's like, I'm sick of being creative about lying to you guys. <laughs> I'm just going to lie to your face. Right. It's like, you know, you, you know, know what? what? I mean? Yes, you're right. I am fooling around. I don't know how else to spin it for you. Yes, I am. That, that's I'm telling a I lie mean, here. Honestly, <laughs> Jonas, like, but but I, I I think we all see what we see, you know, and I, I I don't know why they haven't been better about using technology to help the officials on the field. Like, we all have the benefit, and I I've, I've been banging this drum forever. And there are a lot of coaches. I can tell you, there are, the majority of head coaches in the NFL agree with me. The great majority. They have all this technology, right? All this technology to get it right, and you can do it in the blink of an eye, through earpieces and headsets and all that different stuff, right? And like, why not give the officials the advantage that we all have? Like Roger talked about how you see it from ten different angles and crystal clear HD, and you didn't be and you weren't able to do that thirty years ago. Well, why aren't you giving the officials that? Like, why aren't you putting people in the booth, paying them, and assigning them to say your job is to sit here and when they get something wrong, miss something obvious, you buzz down to them and without and in the blink of an eye, you say, pick the flag up, throw the flag. That's wrong. This is right. Like. You could very easily do that, and you could limit it to the obvious stuff. I just, I don't know why the NFL keeps step, stepping on its you-know-what on this, because I don't, like, like the, the, the technology is sitting there and it's out there for them, and for one reason or another, they refuse to use it. Uh, get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer, Senior NFL Reporter at the MMQB. Albert, we appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Hopefully we'll do it again next week. All right, thanks, guys. All right, All right, good stuff from uh, AB there. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. Who you don't know 
is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, Tool to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my so Cam Hayward of the Pittsburgh Steelers, not a big fan of this Eagles push play, which you asked Albert Breer about last yep. hour here on the show. And Cam Hayward was on his podcast, the Not Just Football podcast, and he had some strong words about the play. Let's take a listen. It's illegal, and then they're no, never it's set. Legal. It's legal. It's legal. It is illegal. It's legal. It's illegal. No, no, they're no. never set. No, it's If you legal. watch it, the old linemen are never set on these guys. He's not happy. Okay. He's, you're bad. Oh, you're wow. Bad. I'm triggered. Do you think the rules should be <laughs> changed, though? Yes, it should be changed. And there's never a given time. They hurry up to the ball. No one's ever so said they're rolling forward. I have this on tape. We can watch it. <laughs> we can find some tape on this. <laughs> I'm always f***ing these fourth downs because, no, it's always skewed to the offense. I'm just confused why they switched the rule. It used to be a penalty to push your no, guy forward. They, they, they they switched it like it. nobody really noticed until the Eagles were like, oh, this is unstoppable. So there was Cam Hayward. I was too annoyed with. by the per, the other person to even hear what Cam said. So my my apologies. There. I agree with you. I didn't Mina catch Kimes. on. I didn't catch on to anything other than he. They don't get set and it's illegal. Mina Kimes not a fan of Mina Kimes. Either? I'm not a fan of that. What, what was going on right there? <laughs> Sorry, and I, I I don't even know who that is. I'm not trying to be a hater or anything. But Mina Kimes that was good work. That was. Uh, 
Painful. <laughs> so, so with that being said, uh, Cam Hayward, not a big fan of the play. And look, this is something I, I was, you know, it's funny because I was listening to, I forget what game it was on radio. I got it. It was, a, it was later in the season, but Mike Mayock was on the radio call. And he made the point because there was one of those plays where they did a push play and it was, I think it was another team that was doing it. I don't know that it was the Eagles. It might've been the Eagles, but there was another, there was a team doing it. And his point was, you know, for a league that's always concerned about player safety and worried about the safety of their quarterbacks, why the hell do they think this is a good idea to have three guys jam your quarterback in the spine to push him forward to try and get a first down? Cause that's what it looks like. There's times Jalen hurts, when he's when he's being pushed forward, like that's an uncomfortable position to be in, especially for a guy coming off the injury that he's got. And it is surprising that this has just been one of those things to where the NFL is just kind of, well, I mean, okay, I guess we're just going to be all right with it. It's a scrum, and rugby scrum almost. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a scrum. Y'all sound like big sissies. Like I can understand the the. The idea of it being an unfair advantage, I get that, but I mean, you could scrum, you could you could load up just like they're loading up. If you're a defender, is this pissing you off when you see that? I, come I up will to- say this: there is space in between you and the ball, whereas in scrums and true scrums, you already are locked in. Yes, everybody is locked in. Whereas this one is, you got to shoot in. And 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 guys are going to have their heads down. It it is a dangerous proposition. It, it really is. But at it's the like same in collegiate time, wrestling, when there's a restart to a match, you start in that position and then you go. There's no there's no rolling start. You know, you're not getting a head start. And in this one, it does feel like there's a little bit of a head start. If there's a rolling start, then that is illegal. But if they get down and they get set and they blow your ass off the ball. The only thing that we're really sitting here debating is the quarterback being pushed. That's really it. Yeah. You can't debate what's taking place up front because in in all actuality, that's why it's called the trenches. You're in the trenches. It's called that for a reason. It is a full contact sport. You have a helmet. You have a face mask. They have all this technology that they test to make sure that you're trying to protect body parts and 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 pat body parts and different things like that. You're not going to ever get away from totally the brutality of a full contact sport. I almost feel like football is the only sport that everybody witch hunts physicality of the sport. Like, screw that. You line up, and 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 if you know what, if they could have ran that play and won the game, if they could have ran that play twenty times, that was twenty times they ran that play, and you could win that game, then run the play, run it until they say that it's it's illegal and they're not going to use it. Run the play. So you don't have an issue with three players behind Jalen Hurts pushing him forward. Stop the play. Stop the play. What if it's just one? If you had the one player's allowed, but there's three bunched up. You only got so much body to push on. Like, do you really think that three people pushing on a dude, the, the force transference from those three dudes is equally going into Jalen Hurts' body, and Jalen Hurts is just this rag doll that's being pushed through yes. all of these people through mass See, and, humanity. And, and, I, and I can break it down for you. I think the, the, the guy in the middle, he's responsible for Jalen Hurts from the back of his helmet all the way down to his tailbone, and the other guys have a clear job. You are to get his shoulder blade on the right and his shoulder blade on the left, and then you latch on, and then you guys shove him forward. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, what's that? Are those grown-ass men on the other side of where he's being pushed? Yes. Okay. That's it for me. I mean, so could – That's it for me. So why can't you push – what's stopping the other side from pushing the front and back? So take the middle linebacker and have three guys behind him. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was excellent in the sense that you're demoralizing that defensive front. You're demoralizing them. Like that's that's what I was thinking when I was watching the game. I'm like, you we said that this is what this is what I said. I don't want to speak for everyone else. 
I said going into this game, one of the biggest differences in this game is going to be the physicality of the offensive and defensive fronts of the Philadelphia Eagles. They are going to be too physical for Kansas City. And in those moments, you saw the physicality, the differentiate, uh, the, the differential, uh, differential, and and the strength of of the offensive line of Philly versus the strength of of the Kansas City Chiefs defensive front. You saw the difference every single time. So if we're saying, because if you look at it, they were blowing. They were blowing Kansas City off oh, the ball. Listen, they've been doing it all year. The play's unstoppable. They've been doing it all year. But it is stoppable. If you have a Keith Trailer and a Tad Washington and, and you have guys in there, that's why you have that's why you have the ability to to substitute when the offense substitutes. If you get into that tank personnel on the field, you are able to put in tank personnel to match that goal line personnel, whatever you want to call it. You match the physicality and the size and the girth of what's taking place up front. That's where it all starts and that's where it all ends. As far as the guys being behind them and pushing them, if there's no push up front, I don't give a good gosh darn if there's a running back. You think Reggie Bush is pushing Matt Liner through a massive line of humanity? If them boys is pushing like like you got guys that are bench pressing five hundred some plus pounds, squatting X amount of weight, thousands of pounds, like I'm not trying to hear that. Either you you win up front or you lose up front. And and the only time the quarterback begins to matter is if the line of scrimmage moves. The line of scrimmage has to move. So when that ball is snapped. Whoever wins down there in them trenches, you versus me, that is one-on-one blocking. You get into the gap, you get into the gap, you're pushing this guy, you're pushing this guy, and it's the same exact thing for both sides of the ball. So if they're strong enough to blow you two, three, four yards off the ball and they're pushing Jalen Hurts an extra yard or an extra couple inches or whatever it may be, you've already lost. You've already lost up front. Now, while I'll sit there and say I understand that there could be health concerns about it, but to say it's an unstoppable play, I would I would argue that. I would argue that. And, and also, I think – Is what, it a safe play? Maybe it's not a safe play. And, and I think part of this as well, too, Cam Hayward. I mean, you know who his dad was. Yeah, Ironhead. Ironhead Hayward. Craig. Craig Ironhead. That's a guy who didn't need a push from behind. Ironhead Hayward put his head down, and people went night-night. Yeah. Remember Mark big boy. Remember Mark Bravaro? Nobody was pushing Mark Bavaro from behind. He was just carrying dudes. That's how it was back in the day. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I pr- I prefer, you know, doing it yourself. I'm just saying. Not sixteen whether, guys pushing you whether, from behind. Whether you like it or not, you know who had to do it themselves? Who's them that? linemen. Yeah. Them linemen. That was pushing them boys all the way back every single time in that game. Like, figure it out. Do you slant? Do you get a heavier guy in there? Whatever it is you need to do, that's a mono, a mono. That's like sumo wrestling. Like, I got a hold of you. You got a hold of me. You don't have to go backwards. The The Eagles players weren't going backwards. Why weren't they going backwards? Why? Because they know the snap count is probably first sound. If it ain't first sound, they're trying to draw you offsides or they run the risk of jumping offsides. They're not going to do that. It's going on first sound. Get your ass down, get your ass ready, and push. Push. By the you know way. who you know you know who was pushing? Kelsey. Eagles line. Pushing. Back. First down. Every time. Say it with your chest. By the way, when you mentioned Keith Trailer and Ted Washington, yes. How about the fact that they were both on the same defensive line yes, in Chicago? In Chicago, yeah. I you, know. You wonder why you Brian wonder why, Okay. <laughs> now, ain't nobody moving them. You want to know why Ray Lewis was doing what he was doing? Ain't nobody moving the goose and Sam Adams. You ever see them, dudes? Yes. You're not moving them. 
And then you go to the outside and you got you got uh Peter Boulware on one side, you got Mike McQuarrie on the other side. You're not dealing it's the defensive fronts that's gonna make the difference. If you can't get off of that defensive front, then everybody behind there has, especially in running running defenses, everybody's got a chance to do what they need to do. Everybody's got a chance to do what you need to do, man. That that defensive front for Chicago during that that's that with uh, 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 King Wale, yeah, Agulie, Alawale, Agulie, Alawale, Agulie. Come on, man. Yeah. Them them boys was out that bad boy gigging. Alex Brown. A B. Yeah. And you're talking about Alex Brown and, and Wale were big enough to be interior linemen. And they were dwarfed by trailer and Big Tad. Yeah. Dwarfed. So I'm not really into all of that. Like you start thinking about dudes like Gilbert Brown, the the grave digger. You start thinking about dudes that you you put Jerry Ball, you know, like the Ray Seals, the the you know, I'm from Pittsburgh. So when you think about like, you know, big big hassle rig and all those guys that that you put in the center of a line and all their job is to do is to take two dudes and push them back. That's your only job. Take two dudes and push them back. If you don't have nobody like that on your defensive front, I'm sorry. You got Chris Jones out in that joint LeVar leaping cats. Like, he out there leaping over the line. You're not going to push nobody back leaping over the line. That's your interior line. Your linebacker, I can see your linebacker leaping over. You got a defense, a, a, a three technique, a zero technique, diving over the ball. They had no hope. To me, that's football. You know what that said to me? We got these boys. Let's line up. Let's strap up. This one of them type games. I'm coming to your face. I'm coming to your face. This dude, your best player on defense is leaping over us. Because we too physical for him down low. We too physical down here to get him. He got to leap over us. Let's go. Our game, our time, own that line. That's how I look at it. But, you know, it's a whole lot of sissy talk going on. Uh, Listen, it's cool. It's cool you want to be soft about it. But in the end, it is football. So you want to put a rule in and say it's unfair, it's unfair, it's unfair. Okay, I get it. It's unfair. I don't get how it's unfair, but it's unfair. You got 11 guys. They got 11 guys. You got to go this way. You got to keep them from going that way. You didn't keep them from going that way. So what's unfair about that? You got 11 guys, and most people will say it's usually 11 on 10 because a lot of people don't include the quarterback. You could include the quarterback for Philly. That's great. 11 on 11. What's the problem? You got 11 guys versus their 11 guys to stop the play. You never stopped it. So now everybody's bitching and moaning and complaining about that is unfair. It's unfair. It's unfair. Yeah, stop the Push the dude back. I don't care if you're the only one that pushes him back. If it didn't work because somebody else, then figure it out with that guy. But don't you be the guy that's getting your ass drove the hell up off of the ball. Drive the ball, carry, drop, drive your lineman back. If you're the point of the defense and you can drive that center back, you drive the center back. There isn't but so much you can do in that, that situation anyway. You're going into one or two or zero hole. One, two, or zero hole. You might try to squirt through the three or the four hole. You might. And that's a risk. That's a risk. You're going you're going one step to the left or one step to the right and you're going down to try to push forward. And you're telling me that's too hard? That's dangerous? That isn't that Sure, it might be dangerous. Football's dangerous. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 